Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Chartier. Welcome back, or welcome to episode three of How They Train's Road to the PTO European Open Series. I am joined by Fred Funk and Mika Newt, respectively fifth and fourth at last year's 70.3 World Champs. This week, we are dissecting our training weeks, eight weeks out from the PTO European Open in Ibiza, Spain. Our aim is to take you along on our buildups to the race so you can get an insight into exactly how we prepare to try to win the biggest races in the world. In this episode, after discussing our training weeks, um, we're going to bring up the topic of nutrition, which I know we've got a lot of um, you know, ask, uh, questions to, and I think we'll do something for the next episode on. Uh, Fred is joining us from Girona, Spain, Mika from the south of France in San Rafael, and I'm in Littleton, Colorado. Fred, why don't you kick us off? How was your training week? Yeah, hey guys, and uh, thanks, Colin, again for for that great intro. Um, yeah, gonna start right away with my, with my training week because that's what we're all here for, I guess. Yeah, give the people what they want. Yeah, <laughs> Monday, as always, Mondays are my rest days. Um, so did I swim? Um, four and a half kilometer was a strength set. Lots of uh, pedal pedal pool boy band only and yeah four and a half k one hour ten minutes i remember i didn't feel too good uh, on that swim session so basically just got the job done yeah then we also like did some grocery shopping that day so it was still like usual um yeah pretty packed uh, rest day then uh tuesday back to the uh, three-day training block or three-day block of the week uh started with a hard run session uh, the week before, you remember, I did uh, two times eight times two hundred. So this time it was three times eight times two hundred. Yeah, was basically a three k warm up, and then the two hundreds I did in. Um, yeah, again was like on. I did it on the trail, so the uphill uphill section. Uh, sort of first. Um, yeah, twelve of the twenty four two hundreds were like in three minute pace to two fifty five. When I when I turned back was like two two fifty to two forty five pace, so as we learned, just just above race pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you be look, looking at the pace for that, or would you just go by feel uh, and just go like slightly above race pace, or would you be looking at pace <laughs> or maybe even watts for that? Yeah, for for two hundreds, uh, no, I'm just going by feel. So um, mm. yeah, it should be like a, a VO two max effort uh go for feel if i can keep this of course it should should be like um all 24 or 200 should be about the same effort of mm -hmm. course i shouldn't start with a uh, 29 seconds and then in the end <laughs> just run 40 seconds yeah. or something like that so of course i'm aiming for um uh like similar pace for all 24 but yeah just by feeling and yeah for 200s that's usually working working pretty fine an effort of a 200 like, is this as fast as you can average across all? Like, because you say VO2, but is it a controlled effort in this 200? Or is this like, let's go as fast as we can for the whole set? Um, yeah, it's it's important to say it's VO2 and um, shouldn't be too um, anaerobic, uh, especially for me. Like, my VO2 is solid on a run and on a bike. But uh, at the VO2 sessions, um, I have to be be careful to not overdo it. So basically stay in a VO2 zone and not go to um, an anaerobic. Um, so my VLMX is not uh, going up too much. I think like this is a really important topic 
for yeah, you yeah. know age, age groupers and anyone because i mean i spent my whole life thinking that vo2 max efforts was yeah. all out so and now you're saying <laughs> yeah. it's like there's, yeah. there's yeah. definitely yeah. A, di- a difference yeah true yeah no um i also i also used to do them do them all out or like best average like over this over the sessions but i think you should always have like at least one gear left basically yeah so i should yeah. in the end of the session i in the end of the session i could should feel like that i could do another set of eight times 200 yep and um yeah i also have in the script in description from my coach uh, he also wrote like um i shouldn't push it um basically just run for feel and move the legs fast so that was basically the the main goal uh for for the session did you uh, ever measure lactate for this type of session after like say those eight eight 200s usually i don't um measure the, the lactate for for anything which is which is above threshold um because there it can be just just such a huge difference um from session to session um i did it just i measured it once when yeah. i did 200s in attitude um just to just to see yeah like how hard the sessions affects me and there i mean mm. an attitude was obviously higher um so there i had sure. like a lactate lactate of of eight or or nine even i think after the second set which was pro- was probably even a bit too high for uh, this kind of session mm. so i don't know like we for the vo2 max like we don't go for for a for a lactate goal because it's pretty hard to um to say where the lactate should be there um but yeah i think there you really have to go for for feeling heart rate and and pace if you do do it on a track yeah so yeah, overall the session was uh, 17.8k um, in one hour 13. Then a few hours after that, I had a hard swim session as well, also at VO2 Max. Yeah, the main set, um, oh yeah, the three sets with uh, four times 200. The first set was uh, 25 fast, 25 uh, easy, but like easy, more like um, normal endurance pace, easy. The second set was uh, 50 fast, 50 easy, and the last four by two hundreds were 100 fast, 100 easy. So basically, like a a pace change or a lactate carrier session. Um, I we did those in uh, in a three minute interval, and um, yeah, we swam for two hundreds. We swam like 226, um, yeah, including the the easy part. So yeah, that was that was pretty good. Over four four and a half k again um, in one hour ten ten minutes. And by the way, because last week we were talking about um, how we like uh, log our swim sessions. Um, you know, I I log it with my uh, heart rate sensor. I usually have like the full time as soon as I jump in the water, but there are also like the the breaks uh, included. So usually when the um, heart rate sensor shows I uh, swim like one hour. 13 minutes then i just take it down to one hour 10 minutes okay so i don't really lock um the time i swam but also not the full time um i was in the water so probably always something mm. something in between and yeah regarding the swim just just today i uh, i was in the pool and actually wondered um do you have like a standard warm-up you always do like both you and colin say like um, a standard warm-up for vo2 session standard warm-up for a threshold session or is it always different yeah that's a it's a funny question because um uh, like i have this uh we, we call it fred funk warm-up <laughs> because it's a warm-up i do um before uh, really every every hard session 
and everyone who, who joins me or who joined me already multiple times already knows this, this is warm up pretty well um it's basically um 400 easy choice so we usually mix like yeah freestyle and backstroke then it's four by 100 meter uh which is 50 meter drill drills exercises and um 50 meter progressive and then it's 400 meter pedal pull boy but basically focus on the stroke and on the technique and not push it and then again 100 meter easy choice so it's basically 1.3k mm-hmm. um and for me this always worked out pretty well so i do it really before every uh, single hot session it's my my standard warm-up okay okay but you still you still got a good feeling for the water after doing uh, pedals in the warm-up because like for me when i after i, I use mm-hmm. pedals I feel so like it takes me 400 meters to feel good again. It's curious to me. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, um, it's that's why you definitely shouldn't push it uh, in that warm up. So really, just like mm-hmm. focus, focus on the stroke and focus to like feel your uh, latissimus and your muscles. Basically, it's, <laughs> for me, it's really, mm-hmm. really, it's really to warm up my muscles. You know, as I'm a big guy, I have to warm up my my big muscles, and this, yeah. the pedals is really a good way for me to to warm up. I'm also not swimming with like with huge pedals. It's like medium size, I, I would say. And um, yeah, after that, I still have this hundred meter um, easy choice mm-hmm. where I get like, which is enough for me to get a get the feeling back for the water. Okay. So, but I know I know what you mean. Like, if I would swim a longer set with with pedals, I also would need a longer time to get like some water feeling back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> Everyone should try it and sh- should be uh, like, I'd give it a try too. Spread across the world as Fred Funk warm up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then uh, later that day, had a two hour, three minute um, easy bike ride, um, 59.7K and averaged exactly 200 watts. Question about the timing. You know, you had a quality run in the morning, a quality yeah. swim. Um, so how many hours do you like to, you know, put in between there or or is your coach telling you, Hey, you need three hours or two hours? Um, so I try, I always try to, um, sleep as long as possible, but, um, also have as much rest as possible between the session and also have to, of course, take into, um, into account, like when it gets dark, uh, at the location where I am. So um, basically, I, I always um, schedule it um, from the back to the to the start of the day. So two hours ride. Here it gets dark at half past six. Um, so I have to start latest as ha- latest at half past four, which means I should be done with my swim at. Um, I mean, it's a cool down ride, so there the it's it's okay, but it's only two hours rest. So I sh- should be done with my swim at uh, yeah like two thirty latest. So I should be in the water like at yeah one ish. Um, which means I want to have three hours rest uh, between a hard run and hard swim. So I have to be done um, with my run at 10, which means I have to start at like 8.30-ish. So that's that's always how I, I plan my days. Okay, okay. But uh, how, how about the order? Because my, my Tuesday is, is, looks pretty similar like last week, but I had the swim, the hard swim first and then, then the hard run. Do you prefer it other, other way around? Because like for me, I hate to swim after a hard run or like swim hard after a hard run. I like to swim easy after a hard run, but not, uh, yeah, uh, I hate to swim fast after like another hard session before, then I just feel better in the water. 
Yeah. The funny thing is for me is um, I really feel great in the water when I did something in, the, in like in the morning. Like for me, the best swim sessions are when it's <laughs> mm. like the second or the third session of the day. Uh, when I swim in the morning, I never feel yeah. good. Like I don't know why, but um... <laughs> so, no, same for me. Afternoons are much better. Yeah, yeah. like I, I love to swim a second or third session. So that's. Um, I mean, if I'm swimming with a group or I have no, like, no choice, then it's okay. Like, mm -hmm. I, can, I can survive on it. But yeah. the other reason is also, yeah. like, I also like to do my run first. Um, like I said last week, it's just the easiest with um, nutrition and uh, stomach <laughs> and, uh, yeah, digesting the food. So, basically, I just eat, like, small breakfast, go for a run. Um, and then in the rest of the day, I don't have to worry about um, digesting my food because for the swim and bike, I, it doesn't really matter for me. And so, yeah, but in the summer when it, uh, it's lightful for um, for longer, I usually do the run in the morning. Then I have the easy ride, like basically it's a cool down sp a spin. And then I have the, the hard swim in the evening with a, with a longer rest af after the bike ride. So that's how I usually do my Tuesdays. But um, yeah, also because here the pool um, is getting really full in the afternoon, uh, evening. Um, we do the swim, uh, swim as a, in a second session and then a cool down uh, ride or easy spin in the afternoon. All right. Should we move forward to Wednesday? Yep. yep. So there I started with an with a easy swim, was uh, 400, 4.5K, did a, like aerobic pyramid which was uh, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, and then 500 and all the way back down um, with like short, short rests and all at uh, yeah, easy pace, which which is like 120 um, per 100 meter uh, on lo long course meters. And um, yeah, we watched one hour, five minutes, four and a half K. And then in the afternoon, I had a um, yeah interval session on the bike which was was four times 15 minutes um like somewhere between lt1 and lt2 so probably um exactly somewhere in the, somewhere in the middle um i did like i should do like 20 to 30 watts more than i did the week before on the five times 15 minute so um yeah i started with 358 watts for the first one and 360, 364. And the last one I did again to the to the complete top. So it was one minute 20 longer. Hmm. Uh, and that's 365 watts. And I also measured uh yeah, the, the easy between was always rolling back down, which was always uh six minute. And um yeah, I took lactate after the second one. Well, it was 2.1 millimole. After the third one, also 2.1 milli millimole. And after the last one, it was 2.0 millimole. Nice. And which climb did you do this on in Girona? Again, again, uh, El Sanglas uh, from Marimania. I love the climb okay. to us. It's, it's, it's long. Yep. It uh, has a good gradient. Gradual. Yeah. And right now, um, it's also closed uh, from the Girona side, which means there are basically no cars going through. Nice. And yeah, so yeah, then I had a longer cool down and overall the session was three hour, 19 minute and 98.4K, 
luckily I didn't have 99k, then I would have ride like 1k around the block. Yeah. But with 98, yeah. <laughs> with 98, with 98, I'm still okay. <laughs> so for the bike session, like how did you fuel like during the intervals versus how you fueled for the longer cool down? You mean how much uh, grams of carbs? Yeah. Yep. And you did gels or drinks or both? Yeah, I had uh, just some drinks. Overall, I took, um, I think, like 80 grams. I counted in 80 grams per, hours, uh, per hour for the session. So it was like, how much is that? Yeah, I think I like, had like 270 grams uh, of carbs with me in yeah, drinks and, and jazz as well. I still fueled um, on the cooldown for that session because I had a run of the bike. Um, but yeah, usually I would take the probably 90% um, on the warm up and um, on the intervals. And then after the last interval, I usually take like uh, one more gel uh, or like, and then I still probably also have something a little bit on drink left. So I still have something for that one hour cooldown. But now this time I also had like a um, extra gel for the cooldown, which I took uh, in the end um, before the for the run of the bike. And the run of the bike was 35 minutes, eight and a half K. Um, so for, yeah, it was like 410 pace. And yeah, so it was just a easy run of the bike or as easy um, as you can run off the bike because I always find it hard to run yeah. uh, mm. like slow mm. slow off the bike. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any more questions about that session? Mm. Maybe about the uh, nutrition. Do you also use uh, caffeine in there or just uh, coffee pre-ride? Oh, oh yeah. Actually, um, actually trying, um, experimenting now a bit with with caffeine. Um, I mean, this I have to be a bit careful because the session was in the afternoon and I still want to a proper sleep so when mm, i take too mm. much coffee in an afternoon session it's yeah. it's it's getting yeah. tough but um <laughs> yeah I, I really try to um get um like at least uh, for proper sessions like 300 milligrams of caffeine including the... 300 that's that's a lot yeah it's like um <laughs> four four grams per kilogram body weight uh, four milligrams per wow. kilogram body weight wow. It's, I mean, it's nothing com nothing compared to the Norwegians or nothing compared to Blumfest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 300 milligrams, if you take that in the afternoon, like, you're not going to be able to sleep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. basically for this session, for this session, I, I don't remember how much I took, but probably like 150. Um, or actually maybe with the espresso before, or maybe it was 200. Um, so, I mean, I counted the double espresso I have to before the session. I can't count in how much is that like somewhere between 100 and 150 probably already so then when you have um like two to three more caffeine gels then you're already at um at 100 uh as 300 milligrams caffeine mm. so it's actually um not that crazy much i mean i heard once that christian is taking like 800 milligrams before uh, before a race or something like that, that, that that's incredible <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no no wonder why he's cramping in the heat <laughs> yeah and i heard that sam uh, tried to copy it at the collins cup and then we all yeah, saw what happened yeah yeah true yeah, cramp, yeah. cramping you got to be super careful with with how much caffeine you take yeah yeah mm, yeah for, like for me i can't even drink like one coffee after 1 p.m. Then otherwise I can't can't really sleep. But uh, yeah, back to you, Fred. Uh, you just said 300 uh, milligrams. You didn't say like 
x amount of uh, milligrams per hour do you just like calculate in absolute numbers or or like how do you do it um yeah i mean i'm still still testing around like when is the best best to take um but yeah usually i'm like uh, when, for example, for this four times 50 minute, I took a gel after each uh, 50 minute interval. So basically for the first one, I took one with coffee. And then for the second one, I took a, one without. For the third one, I took one with coffee. So I like try to to mix it. So mm. it's more, more, or, less, more or less equal um, for, for the intervals or for the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm not really counting um, counting it like per hour or like doing it very very exact yet but let's see when you get to the, the race specific sessions might get a little bit more interesting maybe try to hmm. when i do a hard set hard race specific session in the morning maybe try to really ramp it up to some like 500 milligram and just like see how my body reacts <laughs> <laughs> so yeah then um let's move let's move on to to thursday which was um aerobic uh day with a long or longish um depends how, how how much you're running um for me it was like actually already a, lo a long run with one hour 18 minutes um 17.4 kilometers at yeah, 430 average pace felt pretty easy um it was like really i remember it was really bad weather that day um i had to wake up early though because i had like a social ride planned with the castelli store uh, here in in girona um, but because of the the bad weather, um, I I I like I can't cancel the social ride. Um, that like we would do it another time. So more or less, I woke up uh, very early for for nothing. <laughs> Could have slept longer, but <laughs> and it was it was okay. Took a nap after that. Um, then I had an afternoon a four hour uh, twenty eight minute ride, hundred thirty kilometer. Did the classic coast loop um, here from from Girona. Uh, the ride was 204 watts average, 224 watts normalized power. Uh, yeah, so just uh, easy spinning for four and a half hours. Then Friday was um, easy day again. Um, did a four and a half k swim with uh, long aerobic intervals, one hour uh, five minutes, and um, then after that, I went to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Do you have proof? <laughs> I have I I posted a, a picture on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I have proof on that. The funny thing there was actually the picture I posted on Instagram, that exercise I did exactly for like two minutes because I was just <laughs> waiting until the until the treadmill got free. <laughs> because first first I went <laughs> onto the treadmill and did uh, did a half an hour easy run there. Um just really easy jog on a treadmill, uh four forty one. Uh, average pace and then after that i still did like um some really light exercises and mostly stretching um for like uh 20 minutes and yeah that's pretty short that's it 20 minutes but the training peaks i mean i i saw it was like 45 minutes so you're only doing half yeah it's 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 orange <laughs> so about it's at least not red <laughs> at least something yeah um like i said I did, uh just to to catch up on that on that first episode like it really doesn't doesn't help me a lot and i think it rather um is negative for my for my running uh because i'm just building muscles 
Uh, I, I mean, I was there watching the weights, and I already already two kilogram heavier now. <laughs> <laughs> just just being in the gym. <laughs> yeah, just being there. Yeah, <laughs> breathing the air. <laughs> and, no, but um, yeah, and also on the, on a rest day. Um, the other reason is I just I just want want to rest on a rest day, get ready for the for the good tra- tra- solid training days, and yeah, the the swim run on a treadmill stretch and yeah that's that was a pretty solid rest day the rest of the day i could actually um yeah rest and and chill and get ready for for a big weekend and uh yeah saturday started with a um threshold run or slightly above threshold eight by one k uh the week before i did six six by one now what eight was eight by one and i went on to the track this time um so now it, it was interesting because i had to like the stride power numbers from the week before and now i ran onto the track basically the same power numbers and um now it was interesting to compare like uh compare the pace i mean it, i'd like i didn't pace it for the power numbers it was just random that i had the same power numbers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i also took lactate after every second um interval um yeah i started with Four point zero, um, yeah. Then it was like four point two. Um, then it went was a bit was a bit too high at uh, four point six. So um, I ran like yeah three seconds slower, and then uh, after the the last one I had three three point six millimole. So it was like um, just above uh, threshold. So I don't want to say that it was threshold, and the pace was like three oh eight for the first four. Uh, yeah, then 311, 310, 309, and 307 for the last. And um, yeah, the week before, um, I had like a three, yes, yeah, so like 315 when I ran slightly uphill with like the same power numbers with what I ran 308 now on the track. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you run the if you run the this trail in Girona, um, like downhill or like it's not downhill, but it's like a little bit downhill it's like one one or two percent i think yeah basically the mm-hmm. pace you run there is pretty much comparable to what you run on a track so for the same effort or or power mm-hmm. i mean in, in my case at least and how much rest were you taking on on the intervals um so when i did measure lactate i ran uh one one lap exactly within like 145 minute um and then when I took lactate, I just yeah took the lactate and started again. So it was okay. one time. It was I was I was really fast. So it was one minute, and one time uh, it took a bit longer because I had some problems with like had a bit too much sweat in my blood. So I had to um, take another take another finger, and then it was like one forty five. So yeah, then the session was one hour seven minute seventeen point three kilometer um so then yeah we had basically the same and are you are you doing this these sessions in the carbon shoes or are you trying to do them in the trainers um so yeah right now um i use my worn out carbon shoe from last season so yeah i actually try to do as less as possible in a carbon shoe but um so I have this from from my from last season from the races. I have my worn out um, uh, race shoe, um, which really doesn't. I feel like it doesn't give me any benefit anymore. <laughs> of mm-hmm. course, probably it still still does a bit. What shoe are you racing in? 
It's the on Cloudboom Echo 3. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really great shoe, but um, yeah, this one's really worn out. Um, so it's like I still get a bit of um, of feeling of, of, of this carbon shoe, a little bit of bounce, um, definitely not as much anymore. And I still got this feeling in the race when I pulled on like really fresh ones um, that how it will benefit me. So yeah, that's why I don't like to wear too often in, in training. So really only for these bigger threshold sessions i like to do it it's also mm. like a, always a good motivation um but like for example for the 200s i just wore a, wore a simple trainer okay i i actually listened to the uh, episode uh, of uh, jack and holly yeah which where like holly said that she always uses carbon shoes and it's so so funny because like i personally i basically never used use them until like maybe three weeks before a race and then use them like once a week and like she said she used them like every day so it's uh yeah uh really interesting to see like how how different we all use them like, like how how about you colin um last year in the last two years i used carbon shoes very often like for every big workout like, i wouldn't use them for mm -hmm. easy sessions but then i like started playing around with lionel about like using our trainers for like the first half of a threshold set and then putting, you know, the carbon shoes mm. on in the second half. And I was noticing the pace. I was five to six seconds per K quicker with the Nike Alpha Fly than the Nike, Pe than mm. the Nike Pegasus. And my heart rate mm. was lower at a faster pace. So it just shows like how you know, powerful these shoes are. And I, th I think yeah. uh, it's beneficial to like, to use the training shoes as much as possible. And then use the the carbon shoes for the race. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean carbon shoes are great because you can I mean if you're running them often, you can also just like you can take more load basically because uh, they're they're really mm. like light. But yeah, you always have to take into account that um, you also have to run faster, more or less for for the same effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's I think but it's always good. I think it's good to run in it um like if you need like a motivation for a session if you're like really really tired or mm. something and just like okay today i deserve to to run in carbon shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah then uh basically saturday always has the same structure um for me then like tuesday um so went on onto a, a threshold swim set uh, a few hours later uh 4.6k main set was um 10 by 300 meter um at a four four minute 10 uh interval um i felt really good on that set uh I swam uh, 339 um average for the 300s so like 113 per 100 pace uh and then just put on i could have swim all 10 without pedals this time um without it getting too hard but I still decided to put on um, pedals for the last two um, so I did those last two at four minute interval and swam swam them in uh, three thirty two, and yeah, it was was pretty good. Had uh, maximum heart rate was like only hundred seventy seven for three k threshold set was pretty solid. Then in the afternoon again, two hour eleven minutes sixty five k, easy ride at hundred ninety five average watts. And uh, yeah, that was it for for Saturday. And uh, then on Sunday, I had a lo longer aerobic day again. Um, a really long, really long run. Um, I mean, for me, it was a really long run. 
for Magnus Ditlev, who posted the other day on Instagram that he ran two and a half <laughs> hours. It's basically, I ran two thirds of that. <laughs> so one hour, uh, I ran one hour, 41 minutes. <laughs> I also just, just ran actually um, on the trail out and back, um, which may sound pretty boring, but I just wanted to see uh, how far I can get there because I, I've never been like, nice, yeah. I just wanted to see like, uh, nice, uh, I haven't been so far yet on a trail. So I just wanted to check it out. Yeah. It gets, it gets quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And there's all these like water, water fountains out there and yeah, it makes it easy for long runs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was pretty nice. And yeah, it's also a really cool trail. I could run on it all the time. Actually, <laughs> I, I just love it. Mm. And yeah, Trent, 23 and a half K so for 18 average pace uh felt, felt pretty easy um I mean it, it sounds sounds pretty quick for a long run but really felt good uh, average heart rate was uh, 138 and then a uh, longer ride in the in the afternoon last session of the week um with four it was four hours seven minutes 123 kilometer um with yeah like 2000 meters of, of elevation gain and um, on my plan I had four times 20 minutes um, which I should do in in fat in a fat max zone which is two between 290 and 305 watts for me and but because I just like did a loop and I didn't want to stick to those four by 20 minutes because yeah with a heli loop it's not always possible so I just decided I'd made, mm. I created a hilly loop and just decided, okay, I will just go every longish or longer uh, hill. Um, I will just go in this this zone. And the funny thing, it it turned out completely random in the end. It turned out to be a pyramid of 10, 20, 30, 20, 10 minutes. <laughs> it was just it was just all the hills. That's good. Perfect. Yeah completely random first it was 10 minutes and and so on yeah the longer hill was uh sankt marty sakan uh, colin yep. you know that i guess yep that's a nice one yeah so and i did all those uh yeah intervals at at 300 or two 300 or like the yeah the best was 305 watts and the lowest was 298 watts um so yeah was uh just like fat max so shouldn't shouldn't be hard basically if I, if, I, if it would have gone easy up the hill it would have been like 20 watts lower probably something like that mm. that's uh was it for my week um yeah i just can talk about the totals what was actually the biggest week of the season so far for me um especially in running um so swim was 22 and a half k bike was uh 477k uh, at 16 hours 10 minutes because he always do a lot of soft climbing so the kilometers uh, compared to the hours are not not as crazy on the bike and run was 90.9k uh, um, so here i have to add i only care in the weekly stats i only care about the the bigger round numbers so if it would have been if it would have been 89.9 <laughs> i would have go out in the evening and run 100 meters yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't i don't care if it's 90.9 or 91 so, <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah that's but, fine and and of course um the just the stretching it <laughs> with that it was like uh, 28 and a half hours wow. uh, 28 yeah. and a half hours training week so yeah big week for me and i already got the plan for for this week and yeah gonna talk about an even bigger week uh next time <laughs> cool yeah thanks fred let's move on to mika 
how how's your week yeah it's been a pretty big week as well uh, and actually today i didn't have a rest day so uh, yeah like it felt like my 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 week didn't finish yesterday but it finished today actually uh, so yeah i'm looking for, forward to a day off tomorrow but uh, yeah last week started with a rest day on monday uh, where i did really nothing so it was basi basically the halfway point of the camp Uh, so yeah, we just took a day completely off just to kind of reset the body, get uh, the shopping done and all that stuff, uh, clean the bikes, yeah, like to basically start fresh into the second half or as fresh uh, as you can get. You do that, um, do you do that often? Like you take a uh, completely day off? Mm, yeah. I wouldn't say often, but uh, I'd say regular. So say every two weeks maybe um and in a training camp i like tomorrow there's a complete day off again um so yeah as i build like more and more fatigue i yeah, yeah found out that it's yeah it really helps me like not just physically but also mentally to have like a day completely off where i don't have to care about anything uh with uh, sports so like even going for a swim like you still have to like build some ten tension in the muscles and stuff like that yeah and yeah, yeah sometimes i i like to yeah just switch off completely even though i have to say like often the day after like i, I don't feel great uh, it takes me like one or two days to get into the groove again so yeah that's why uh, i just do it in like really heavy training phases yeah just to uh take off some load yeah makes sense on on tuesday uh, as i already said The day itself looked pretty similar to yours, but uh, the order was a bit different. So I started with a swim, uh, a hard swim, and the hard swim was like a VO2 session where I did uh, 12 100s, leaving on 145. And then I had 300 meter easy. And then I did 14 50s, leaving on 55 seconds. Even though I have to say that, uh, yeah, I did it in a 25 meter pool which was very crowded. So like the start uh, or like the, the exit times, I couldn't always like hit them exactly because I just had to yeah, see like was a guy coming. Uh, I just pushed off to, so I don't, <laughs> so I didn't have to overtake yeah. him. But yeah, I mean, uh, in the end, it, it felt a bit like an open water session. So like my technique was pretty bad, I think, <laughs> probably even worse than than usual. But uh, I, I somehow enjoyed it. <laughs> isn't, isn't it funny? Like, I, I wonder if you if you guys also, also have that, like when you swim in those, in those crowded pools or with really like slow people on your lane, um, it's so often that they see you, they see you coming, they see you are clearly faster um, than them. And mm -hmm. like right before you want to turn, they start. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happens all the time. Like, I wonder why. All the time. I, yeah. <laughs> I wonder it's... why they do that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so often, and then they they freak out that you overtake them. Yeah, but but you're right. You're right. It it is it's good open water training, and so whenever I get the opportunity to swim in a small crowded pool and do efforts, <laughs> mm -hmm. like I actually enjoy it <laughs> because yeah. the chaos, like you have to pay attention and and stay focused. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and actually. Uh, On Saturday, I did uh, the exact uh, same thing again. And honestly, I somehow feel feel really good uh, on those type of sessions because I just, my my frequency, like my stroke uh, frequency goes up, uh, I feel like. 
and then yeah i just i just don't think about about, about my technique that much and i just hammer through the water just as i would do in an uh in a race and yeah i always try to see like the positive in in, in those type of situations <laughs> Because because you just um, mentioned your stroke uh, fre frequency, like because you're also like you're tall, have pretty long arms. Um, mm -hmm. How much how much stro strokes do you need for like um, in a 50 meter pool when you swim like a, yeah like a medium or like when you swim like race pace? You know that one? No, you know that? No, no, uh, <laughs> I I really don't don't know. I just can tell you the number that uh, the Garmin watch shows uh, when I use it in the open water. And when I swim like like really easy, it says uh, 28 strokes. I'm not sure if it's per minute or per hundred meter. I think on I think it's per per minute on on the Garmin 28, and it's also like every second. I, I think so. It's like 56. Yeah, could be. And, and when I swim harder, I I do like 34, 35. But yeah, uh, I'll check it and uh, I'll tell it to you guys uh, next week. I think. Uh, but yeah, yeah. In general, like my frequency is quite low, um, and that's why probably uh, like sessions like this, uh, yeah, really help me. And in general, like once I'm in a race situation, I always swim so much better than like in a pool, because yeah, my I feel like my frequency just naturally goes up. And in, in a pool, in like a when I'm alone in a 50 meter pool, I just can't force it to like like swim with such a high high uh, frequency so yeah i made the most most of the, out of this uh, situation uh and yeah like straight after the swim actually i just had 30 minute rest um and then i had a hard run because um yeah i wanted to, to run uh, at the lo location where the pool uh, also was Because there was like a, a track and like a football pitch uh, and a nice like sandy road, um, so I used this for my for my efforts, and I did uh, a pretty mixed set, but also like working on overspeed again, which is something I do yeah quite a lot right now, especially since I yeah like after after uh, my off season, which was the whole November. December I was sick a lot so I couldn't run that much and then yeah so I basically just started rebuilding the run in January and I'm still yeah uh, pretty cautious after like last year last year's injury so uh, yeah right now I'm still working a lot of on overspeed and like short short intervals just to um, yeah get back, back into the groove and like improve my technique and efficiency And for me, um, then the running comes uh, pretty natural to me. So this session was uh, a 4K warm-up. And then I did two sets of, uh, it's a bit complicated. Uh, it's like always 200 meter hard, then 200 meter float, then 100 meter hard, and then 300 meter float. And this I do four times. Then I did 1K easy. And then I did another set of it and then just a quick cool down. So in total, it was 55 minutes minutes and 13.2K. Uh, and yeah, I also didn't look at the watch du during those efforts, but like the 200s were like just below three minute pace and the 100s, it's hard to say because like the GPS doesn't, doesn't like uh, switch on that fast for those efforts but it was for, sh for sure faster than three minute uh, k pace 
But uh, yeah, it felt surprisingly good. Yeah, it wasn't like, uh, I'd say, like metabolically, it wasn't that hard. But I could still feel the impact on my legs like the next uh, two days. Yeah, just as I said, I, I didn't do that much running yet. So like my quads were, were a bit tight the days after. But uh, yeah, just got it done. So after that run, I had like a longer break because I finished that run at 12 a.m. already. Uh, and then I did my ride as late as possible, which was uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, just uh, pretty easy. I went a bit into the mountains, so had like uh, I couldn't do like all at like say 180 watts. I also pushed a bit more on the climbs, but yeah, everything just easy and enjoyed the sunset. So this was my Tuesday, then Wednesday also started just like freight with a swim, easy swim. Um, I had 5.8k, which I did in uh, 90 minutes. Uh, yeah, just a basic set. I did like some like, uh, always did like 400 meter, 300 meter, 200 meter, 100 meter, and then repeated it uh, basically nearly six times through. I wanted to do it six times, but I didn't quite manage it. Because I also uh, included some some drills uh, within those uh, 200 meter, for example, and some medley. Uh, yeah, but just got it done. And like in general, for those long swims, I I somehow enjoy just to do like one set, which is like really long, instead of doing like uh, yeah 10 dif different sets. So doing like 50s, then 200s, then 100s. So yeah, instead I just just do like a long set so I can just switch off and get it done. I consider a, a set of four, three, two, one a pretty short set. <laughs> At least for me, <laughs> I would I would have done yeah yeah five five by one k and then eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I know what you mean, but I also consider it as as like six by one k. And just like uh, between the 400 and 300, for, for example, I didn't do a lot of rest at all. Like maybe I just grab grab the pull boy, and then uh, did like the 300 meter pull. But yeah, it sounds a bit weird, I know. But uh, on Friday you see you see what I mean. Uh, so yeah, but uh, uh, back back to Wednesday uh, after the swim, I had a hard ride, which was also a long long and hard ride. So it was uh, three hours and 45 minutes um, where I did um, 40 minute warm up. And then I had two sets of uh, six by four minutes. Um, so those six by four minutes were over gear again. So yeah, just like last week, uh, plenty of over gear work up the local climbs. Um, and I did those four minutes at uh, 360 to 365 uh, watts and at like a cadence of uh, 55 mm, and after like between those uh, four minutes I had three minutes rest where I just went back down the mountain again and uh, between the sets I had a rest of uh, 30 minutes and yeah then I started the second set and after the first set uh, I measured lactate at uh, 3.1 and after the second set it was 3.7 so yeah upper threshold uh, but uh, yeah it felt uh, very controlled especially since it was just four minutes long 
like uh, it didn't feel too hard and then I had those uh, three minute recovery in between so yeah it was fine and then I had a pretty long cooldown uh, where it got, got pretty dark towards the end I fueled uh, the whole session uh, yeah very well consistently uh, getting in uh, 100 grams of carbs per hour so yeah like the cooldown was just easy so even though it was nearly a four hour ride and I had like a normalized power of 275 uh, it wasn't a problem like um, in terms of energy for me. I wonder like um, I get I mean I guess you also also measure uh, your heart rate right? Yeah. Yep. Like um, what's what, what what's your um, like at this session when it's like threshold or like upper threshold? Um, mm -hmm. What was your like maximum heart rate for for that session or like um, yeah or on on compared to your to your overall maximum heart rate? Yeah, yeah. So for this session, uh, my max heart rate was one fifty eight, and my max heart rate in like when I'm really rested, uh, it's maybe one eighty. Okay. Uh, yeah. not too sure. Uh, so around one eighty, so like twenty to twenty five beats lower. Um, for this session, but yeah, I mean it's uh at this point I still or like I already had like quite a bit of chronic fatigue from the first half of the camp so yeah didn't go up too much but it's it's still fine like today uh which i'm going to talk about just next week i had like also a pretty hard session where the heart rate didn't go up that much uh, anymore because i was just so fatigued like acute and chronic fatigue but yeah for this session yeah 158 and for me also when i do overgear stuff it's also always a bit lower than when I do it with like uh, a normal cadence. So you would say like your your threshold heart rate compared to your maximum heart rate is like between twenty to thirty beats. Um, yeah. Like difference. Yeah. 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 Same. 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 For, same for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't. I don't keep track of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I just track it, but I don't actively look at it. So. I mean, it's it's. I use it sometimes, like for for pacing, like for that day when I take, for example, take lactate after the first or second, and compare it to my heart rate, and I use it for pacing for the following intervals. Like that sometimes works pretty well. Hey, yeah, I've never done that, but maybe I'll try it. Yeah, sounds sounds interesting. But uh, after that session, I uh, just did some like stretching and uh, yeah some some would call it yoga maybe uh like i find it it helps like after some overgear stuff i feel like pretty pretty tight and stiff so i did a bit of this and yeah then my thursday was a long aerobic day it started with a 59 minute 59 second uh run uh, which I did uh, <laughs> one in, second. To, Come on. Come oh, on. Oh yeah, you, you you did that only for only for Instagram. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but this run was just easy. It was uh, for 47 pace, and then I had a long ride of uh, four hours and fifty-six minutes, uh also easy. Uh, went like did a really nice loop in the mountains so the power wasn't that low um even though it was it, it felt easy but like i mean when you when you go up um the power automatically uh, goes up a bit 
So I had 218 watts uh, average. Yeah. But I mean, the heart rate was still uh, very low. So uh, all good there. And then, um, yeah, this was like the first block. And then on Friday, it was um, a rest day with a, a long swim of 5.6K. Uh, where I did uh, the mindset was just seven eight hundreds where yeah I played around with nice. some uh, tools um, and directly after that swim uh, so I went to come again to the 50 meter pool for this swim and after that I did like one hour of uh, yeah like core work uh, in the sun uh, still in my swim pants one hour yeah yeah that's significant I mean compared to Fred 20 minutes I would do maybe <laughs> 45, 45 minutes tops and, you, and you're doing just core work yeah. for one hour. I mean, you're going to be ripped. Yeah. Like eight pack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need, you need to be, he needs to beach body for Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's, it's not called road to pizza for, uh, for nothing. So yeah, working hard on that. Yeah, I will definitely lose that competition. <laughs> yeah. But uh, actually like, I, I feel like the French um, swimmers here, they do also so much uh, like pre swim stuff. So, uh, one day <laughs> i i did like a 90 minute swim so pretty long and they already um worked out li like dry land work when i came and when i went out of the pool they still did some dry land work and they did it like right next to the pool so i could see that they were like constantly doing it and they were maybe 10 or 12 years old and <laughs> the, the coach was just drilling them and it looked so hard I mean, after that, they still jumped into the pool where I would be just completely, uh, yeah, fucked from that. <laughs> but uh, it seems to be pretty important for them. But yeah, for me, it was just just to get get some sun finally uh, in this camp. I mean, I, I didn't come here for the sun. Otherwise, uh, I would go to Lanzarote or Fuerte. But I rather enjoy like the nice roads here. Yeah, I feel like the real pro athletes go to Girona and uh, like San Rafael and the lifestyle athletes go to, to Fuerteventura <laughs> and Lanzarote. For, so, they, so they get tanned because that's all what they care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or they care about like the uh, Ibiza race. Like now now they, they've got an argument, maybe. <laughs> okay, th so this was like the Friday, so easy day. And then, uh, yeah, as I said... Uh, I didn't just have a two-day block, um, Saturday, Sunday, but instead a three-day block. On Saturday, I started with a hard swim again, again in the 25-meter pool, which was crowded uh, again. And the set um, was also pretty similar. So I did three by five times 100 meter. Um, th the first three always like hard, like a VO2, um, leaving on two minutes. And then I did two at like a sweet spot so um yeah just to basically get fresh for the next three hard ones again um and those two i left at uh, 90 seconds and the difference between like the, the vo2 and those uh yeah like easy speed ones um however you you want to call it they were like uh, five seconds uh, between them and yeah, it was like a big, a big difference. It felt like I could like get uh, rid of the lactate during those two, and then I did just one hundred meter backstroke. So what 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 were the paces? What were the paces you were hitting? Yeah, for for the hard ones, um, I did uh, 
around 66 and for those other ones they were like 62s so 72s you mean i guess <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> i wish <laughs> yeah i mean you're going quite well might be might be front pack yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wish i wish <laughs> but yeah all in the 25 meter crowded pool so i was happy with that um, especially with the way i felt after that i had like another run which was uh, 11k in 45 minutes so I had a 2K warm-up. And after that, it was like basically fat leg. Um, so always doing like one minute on, which was a three-minute K pace. And then two minutes uh, off, but not really off, but rather like floating. So those offs were at 3.45 to 3.55. Yeah, I, I repeated it uh, for uh, 7Ks. And then I had 2K uh, cooldown again, felt pretty good. And like, especially for me, when I do those fat leg um, type of sessions, those off parts, I mean, 345 to 350 isn't, I mean, it's not fast, of course, but it's also not like super easy. But if, for me, it feels so easy when I just ran a three minute K pace. So yeah, I really enjoy that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know that I had pretty similar sessions. I had pretty similar sessions this winter and it was always like when you go like VO2 effort and and then you go like 350 pace, it, it actually feels easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then after this, I had like a third uh, pretty hard session. Um, on, this time on the bike, it was uh, three hours where I had like a 40 minute warm up again. And then I did... Um, four by 10 minutes building up the power again from from effort to effort so it was a pretty similar session um, compared to last uh, saturday uh, so i started at 345 watts and then build it up to 365 watts um and yeah i also uh, played around with the cadence so i did like always did one minute normal cadence and then um, three minutes you know two minutes over gear so at 58 this time and then one minute uh, normal cadence again like just for those 10 minute efforts but uh, still made it like go by quicker <laughs> i felt like and uh, between those uh, 10 minute efforts i had five minute easy just uh, back down the mountain again and then yeah repeated it again and then after this i just had a long cooldown and this was it like those three hours i mean it's not not a really really big session but still after those uh, other two sessions felt like a decent session and i also finished it like as late as possible again which is also uh, same time as in girona actually uh, so yeah this was the saturday so basically three rather hard sessions mm, nothing super hard but all yeah with at least some efforts and uh, so then yesterday on sunday i had a pretty easy day um so started with a my longest run so far which was uh, 80 minutes i did this in 454 pace so yeah very easy just an easy uh, jog uh, after this, um, I had lunch. Uh, so like before the run, I had breakfast, of course. 
then I had uh, lunch and started uh, my ride, which was four hours. Actually, I had four hours and uh, 12 seconds, so nearly spot on. I should have stopped the Garmin a bit earlier for you, Fred. <laughs> uh, you, no, you should have stopped at 3.59.59. Ah uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> we'll see. Maybe next week. Uh, I got one more <laughs> long ride here. Uh, uh, but yeah, this session was all easy again. Um, up in the mountains again. And after this session, so I ended this session uh, not here at home, but uh, at the pool. And then I joined a local tri club for a pool, a swim session which was, uh, yeah, just easy. Yeah, so like extending the long ride a bit. So the swim was 75 minutes where we did 4K. Yeah, and after this, the day was done. But uh, yeah, as I said, uh, next week, I'm gonna uh, talk about today, which was like a really hard day again. I can already tease like it was six and a half hours um, with some efforts. So yeah, like this time, um, my week wasn't done on Sunday, basically. Um, so yeah, pretty big block right now for me, like for me at least. But just last week, um, had 32 hours um, of training, despite like the full day, full day off on Monday. And despite not having a day off today, which yeah, for me is like, some some really big work. Um, but I still feel good. So yeah enjoyed here cool thanks thanks for sharing me nice thanks well i guess we'll go to my week i've been so i traveled back from Girona on tuesday so now i'm in littleton colorado back at altitude i'm up at 2100 meters so about 7,000 feet and yeah i'm in about to be in full focus mode uh for ironman texas and then pto european open um so yeah, I've been sick all week. So I, I don't really have, you know, an exciting week to share with you guys. Um, but I think we could talk about, yeah, sickness and stress. I mean, it's no surprise to me, you know, if you've listened the last two weeks, like why I'm I'm sick. I think I had like three or four nights out uh, late, uh, you know, drinks, losing sleep. And then, you know, I had like three hours of sleep and then traveled to the U.S., and so, yeah, no surprise to me <laughs> if I'm if I'm sick. But did you feel sick like before the flight already? I felt sick on the flight. So like I was, I was definitely getting sick on the flight and it's just a small cold. So okay. like, I'm not, I was able to train and I'll go through mm. what I was able to do. But yeah, mm. I mean, I think there's a topic here is like, we cannot separate life and sport. Like they go hand in hand. Yeah. And so I just finished a five week block in Girona and I would consider it a very successful camp because I came there to establish consistent training. And, um, you know, personally it was very successful and a fun time for me. And I think that's important. Like I've seen my Girona camps as the time of the year where I'm social and can enjoy this. And now I'm looking back at the bigger picture. I'm actually periodizing when I'm doing this throughout the year. So for me, it's very inconsequential that I'm sick right now. Like it's actually fine. I've just traveled. I've just finished a training block. I'm getting readjusted to altitude. So for me, it's a perfect timing to take an easy week. Yeah. And, and we can compare that to like uh, Gustav and, and Christian. They've been on and off sick and they've been like monks in Morocco 
you know, hiding away in the mountains, <laughs> like not doing anything, not going out. And they still ended up like sick and not able to perform at their race. So I think no matter where, how you go about this, like one, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. And two, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? I don't know if there's, I don't know if they're sitting back there and being like, well, it was totally worth us being monks in Morocco and then not being able to race. But I'm sitting here being like, yeah, it's completely worth it. And I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I mean, I always see it like the body just takes what it needs. And like, if you're not giving your body like the rest it needs, it like responds with sickness and then you just have to rest more or less. So, but yeah. it, it's not a bad thing. So it's like, yeah, okay, then you just train. Um, I mean, it's we yeah. don't want to tell people that they should train until they are sick. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just a consequence of like a big training block plus stress less lack of sleep travel yeah. and yeah it's just low immune system you and then you can easily just catch like sickness well i actually i was i was self-coached for three years and this was my theory was train as hard and as much as you could until i got sick and then i would just <laughs> i would just i would just take recovery and then i would just go again and I'd just go again <laughs> as long as sickness comes before the injury yeah yeah Well, or injured, so either or. But yeah, it's this theory, I think, I, at least I believe it, it's this theory of stress that the body doesn't know the difference between the training stress and everything else in life. Yeah, that's that's right. There's two ways to look at it. You can be like, hey, let's let's minimize all of our life stress and only maximize the training stress. And I have taken another approach where it's like, I'm going to try to expand the maximal capacity that I can handle all stress. So I've been pretty deliberate over five to 10 years of being very busy, uh, going to extreme altitudes, training in extreme heat and humidity, training in extreme cold. I'm like trying to throw all the variables at myself while training to expand my capacity to handle stress. Okay. I mean, it's it's like, a, it's an interesting topic also. So like, I'm sure like a lot of amateurs listening to, to this podcast um, because they're, training or like when they're like let's say more like professional amateurs who are training a lot like training going to work um nine to five job and training again like it's like the whole day stress so um, yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, but it's the same thing but probably also makes sometimes sense just to uh throw out one of those two training sessions just to take take recovery because during your like work you're just not recovering Yep. Also, like maybe take a full day off of training, and that's what I meant with like the mental stuff. So when you have a full day off, also from work, yeah, of course it's tempting to like do like a big training session. But every now and then, I feel like it's just beneficial to like switch off completely. And like even though just one day you are at least I feel like it gets you so much much fresher again. So you can like uh, get rid of the, of the stress and then start again, and also like when you are sick, when you are then still stressing about it and are like, oh no, I can't, I can't be sick. I I have to get healthy again. It's so bad. Everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like people stress out when they're sick, and it makes it even worse because it's like even more stress. So yeah, uh, just chill out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's like when you can't fall asleep and it's like ah, oh, i can't fall asleep yeah. and you have to wake yeah, yeah. up early it's yeah just, yeah and then you can't fall asleep even then you, more then, then you're because you're thinking about it so much and another yeah. another topic yeah. like you know well i'll go through my, my week but again it's not too exciting is a topic of like the personal growth and professional growth and so so much you know we're athletes like we we focus on the training and think everything's like all about the training but i also am looking at like the personal side where it's it, i've been growing quite a lot in this past two months i started working with a sports psychologist dr jim taylor and the work we've been doing i've been seeing a lot of fruit in my life and yeah this is i think it's an important topic to talk about i had uh an old coach um zane castro and he's still a good friend and mentor of mine and he always like this was uh 10 years ago and he was like oh i'm more interested in developing you as a person than you as an athlete and i didn't get it back then but now i really do get this idea and yeah i think i i did spend the last two three four weeks working on this so i am actually quite content with the decisions i made that maybe have led me to getting sick uh, because it also had led to a much more, you know, personal development that I'm proud of. So, yeah, so I'm not too stressed about the sickness. Um, I'm going to go through my week. Monday was actually exciting. Um, basically, Sunday night, I was out late. I don't know. I think I had seven, eight drinks. And Monday morning, I did a lactate profile on the bike. <laughs> and, and i was actually i was still in girona and call, <laughs> my, my coach was with me so he knows what's going on um actually mikal made a made a study you didn't know about like how alcohol um influences lactate yeah how does how does it work <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean i'm sure he did that did that oh, yeah. study that's why he made yeah. you drink that uh that seven drinks the night <laughs> before and then made a lactate yeah. profile uh, the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so um basically the the profile was eight by six minutes i was on the um, i was on the tax neo in in girona indoors i did a 25 minute warm-up just to get the lactate up so i had a, a resting lactate um let me see if i can pull up the notes i think it was like 1.7 and i had already predicted like if i if i take a couple days easy i already know my lactate's going to be very high so i predicted i'd be pretty easily in the four and five millimoles mm -hmm. and so i progressed um do you always take um resting lactates before every session like whenever you measure lactate in a in a session do you always also take like a resting lactate so so not always no uh i have i'm yeah i've made a resolve to become much better in this next training block about using lactate in sessions so in the past i never took it but mccall has always taken it and always encouraged me to take it so i'm going to start taking a lot more lactate in this next five weeks so i do the warm-up and then take the resting lactate and it was 1.7 and then i believe i started at like 200 and uh 240 watts or 250 watts and i was at 0.8 and then i increased the watts by 20 watts each one and i ended up going like 1.4 1.7 1.9 oh never mind that was a track session i i don't have the lactate but it, it was in the four <laughs> to five millimoles around 330 watts and the rest of the day i did not do any training so that was like an hour and a half 
ride. Uh, then I had to go record a podcast uh, with you guys last Monday. And then Tuesday, I had a, I had a full travel day. So I was up at 6 a.m. and leaving Girona. And then I ended up arriving in Littleton, Colorado at like 9 p.m. That was a long day. And that's when I started to feel like a dry throat. Wednesday, I was definitely sick. So I did a 30-minute treadmill run and a 2K easy swim. And I think here's my comments on training peaks for the swim. For McCall, immune system is run down. I wonder why. And I had a full training plan, but um, yeah, I didn't do it just because I was listening to my body and going by feel. So on Thursday, I did a, an hour 15 bike ride outside. It was a, like a nice day in the mountains and it was 33 Ks. I had a normalized power of 206, average of 193. And I still had like, I have like a sinus uh, congestion and all that. And then I did an easy one hour run on the treadmill. And that was at five minutes per K. So really, really easy. And then I also swam 2K. And in the comments, I said, feeling better throughout the day. Felt good in the water. Um, so I was definitely, I was positive on Thursday. And then Friday came and I started out with ambitions to do all three and I did an easy run and I did this outside. It was uh 12.7 K in an hour and three minutes. So again, like five minutes per K just jogging along and my heart rate was elevated. Like 120 beats for that pace is actually quite high and I felt terrible. So I spent the rest of the day like on the couch and watching Netflix. So that was Friday. Saturday, I I started off in the morning and I did a 3K swim and I felt pretty good. Again, I think I just did three by 1K. And then I did another outdoor run on Saturday, 13.1K in an hour and one minute. And I averaged 443 per K. So I was starting to feel better. And then I jumped on the ride on the bike. And I was on the TT bike indoors and I did an hour and a half, uh, easy spin, I think like 190 Watts. So that was Saturday. It was kind of my, my bigger day, I guess, um, of volume during the sick week. And I had felt pretty bad all day. Like I had a headache and it was not like, I didn't feel that good. Um, Sunday I did a 4k swim and I was trying to hit like a, a larger volume day, even though, again, I'm still a little sick. Like the body feels okay, but the heart rate and, and the head cold is not so good. So I did a 4K swim and I actually felt really good. Uh, I did two by 1K and four by 500s where I mixed some paddles and fins. And then I did a, a two-hour ride outside up in the mountains and it was only 50K but I had uh, 1,100 meters of elevation and climbing. It's like one of my favorite loops where I'm at, where I'm at in the mountains. And I had normalized power of 204, an average of 186. So there's like quite a lot of coasting I had to do. But I noticed the heart rate was like significantly high, even though I felt okay. Um, so that was like a sign. And then I wanted to do like an hour to an hour and a half easy trail run. 
And so in the afternoon, I, I drove down to the trailhead and started to go up. And I started walking because I didn't feel good. And my heart rate was 130 while walking. And I was like, oh, yeah, I <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Like, I just I just did a 20 minute walk and then went home. And that was that was yesterday. So, yeah, that's that's a sick week. I like I, looking back as I, I probably pushed it too much. Like you, you saw, I didn't take any days off except for like travel day. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, if I got if I got sick, like, even if I'm not like really sick, I would still take take it off until I feel like I'm I'm healthy, and then like really just also start easy. But I really would, um, like, yeah, I would I would approach it, like completely different, like being sick. <laughs> yeah, but I I, yeah. Uh, I I feel like easy training is is medicine. Like as long as you're moving and you're going easy, and the and the sessions are short. I feel like it's actually benef- beneficial. I would take a walk or something like that. Like I, I, I agree with you. Like it's not good to lie on the couch all day because mm-hmm. just like your immune system just completely shuts down then. But yeah, like taking a walk, like something where your heart rate is generally uh, really low. But yeah. And and for you, Colin, I mean, it's not just sickness. It's also like altitude. So there are like two uh, big yeah, for the body. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the altitude made it even worse, probably. Or was like the icing on the cake, basically. I've got the time zone change. Oh yeah, and then the altitude jet lag. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, but but anyways, like I look at it. I did fourteen hours this week, and that's including Tuesday, no training, travel. Uh, but when you look at it, like I've been training twenty nine to thirty two hours a week. For me, this week is not a stimulus at all. So th- we have to be careful because if you're the people listening, like this could be a big week and you don't want to be doing this if you're sick. Mm-hmm. But for me, the load is actually significantly lower where the sessions I'm doing, I feel usually better throughout the session. And if I end up feeling worse, I just stop. Like like I on the run. Any session yeah. that I start and I feel worse, I just stop. Yeah, true. So yeah, that's uh, that's my sick week. Um, I'm I'm definitely hoping for uh, a better week next week. To wrap it up, um, I think that next week we've had oh well, we've had some people comment and stuff. We're gonna take one of our larger training days and we're gonna track all everything we ate, ate through my fitness pal. And we're gonna take photos of it just so you guys can see like the portions we're eating, what we're eating, when we're eating, and how we're fueling the sessions. Because uh, I think maybe you'd be interested in that like inside look of what it's like to fuel a thirty-hour training week. So, all right, thanks, guys. We're gonna sign off and see you guys next week. Yeah, th- thanks, Colin, and thanks also for for yes. your for your week. And yeah, see you guys next week. Bye bye. Get well soon, Colin. <laughs> bye. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.